there is a, a, a scripture here, Hebrews chapter 12, verses 14 and 15. Turn in your Bibles if you have them, your devices. And the scripture says, make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God. And here it goes, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and to defile many. There it is. That little root of bitterness just takes root and begins to grow and begins to knock out your spiritual life. I think there's going to be a quote here that I want you to see. I love this next person. Her name's Corey Ten Boom. Uh, the Hiding Place, I think, was the name of her book. It's, she's just, and there's a movie, it's, I think it's a black and white film, it's really classic. But look at this. Forgiveness is the key that unlocks the door of resentment and the handcuffs of hatred. It's a power that breaks the chains of bitterness and the shackles of selfishness. And you just think about it. If you are bitter, if bitter has somehow moved into your house, moved into an area of your mind, an area of your heart, it begins to handcuff you. It arrests you. It, it traps you. It ensnares you. And the scripture admonishes us to throw off those sins that so easily entangle us from the pursuit of Jesus Christ. Corey Ten Boom, she knew so much about suffering in the Nazi concentration camps, her and her sister, and what they endured. And yet the vibrant spirit of Christ and the writer and the witness she was for Christ in that horrible era. I think about in 2018, though, no, we're not against persecution in that sense, against the Nazis or something, but we have had huge bitterness is the root of the sin I'm going to talk about. It almost seems like monthly you'll turn on the national news and there'll be another killing somewhere in America. The carnage that we will see on television, we've almost grown immune to it when we see it. Recently, California and Texas and all the devastation. And as you look at those horrible situations, I think if you look at the root of it, bitterness came in and somebody felt like they had been offended. Just write the word offense, offended on your worship guide. That's a key word for you and me this morning, offense. When you and I take up offenses of others, when we take up offenses of any kind, we tend to get in shackles. And then that bitterness tends to be produced and we get in trouble. I read a couple quotes that I thought were good. Harry Emerson Fosdick said, Bitterness imprisons life, but love releases it. And I think, man, that's a great example of Corey Ten Boom. Another one from Alana Stewart, she says, Bitterness and resentment only hurt one person, and it's not the person we're resenting. Well, I think bitterness hurts everybody. I think it hurts community. But it certainly hurts us because it traps us. It holds us back from being free in Christ. We love that great truth as believers. Freedom! Free in Jesus Christ. Overwhelmed, conquering, overcoming victorious savior victorious warrior that is my identity amen but then i wonder are we victorious or is there some sin that's just kind of moved in so let's look here together bitterness filling the first blank is just resentment that's been held on to now if i asked you this morning you're bitter you went no and over the course of this message the holy spirit might reveal to you well there might be there is one area maybe there's several areas but resentment 
it just it, it tends to grow and when we hold on to it i think it flows into bitterness and i don't know if there's something or somebody or an organization or just uh, relationships or your parents or siblings or uh mates or relate whoever it is we, we could all probably go you know if i'm really honest with myself i probably am a little resentful it becomes rancid rotten in our spirits it even rots our bones i think one reader uh, commentator i was reading about this he says you know it even if if bitterness grows much or if it grows to a real depth it can lead to severe hatred and even to murder the thing that I opened with this morning about California and Texas and who knows what the next catastrophe will be in our nation, just think about it. At the root of that, there will be some bitterness. Somebody was offended. Somebody did something to them. They sensed something was done to them. I, I don't know what causes it. But I, I looked at a verse, Proverbs 14.10. I don't think, well, I did. I wrote it in your notes, 14.10. Let me make this statement. Bitterness is harbored hurt hidden in the heart. It's harbored it finds a place to dwell. When a ship goes into harbor, it seems to be that place that it attaches itself, that it's secure. And you know, bitterness is like that. It's that hurt that takes root. But when it, I found this out about plants. When they take root, they tend to what? To grow. I mean, have you ever been out in your yard and you need to take out some bushes or some shrubs or something and they have some amazing roots and you, and you get out there and you shovel and you get your pickaxe and your axe and you dig and you dig. You go, no, not me, bro. I got a four-wheel drive truck. I, I pull it to it and snatch it. Call me this week and let me know. I've got a couple of trees I want to pull out. I, I'm really serious, okay? And, but there's something. I remember when we moved in our house, we, we had kind of a jungle. We bought this foreclosure and, and we had a lot of trees in the yard and bushes and some of them didn't make sense and some of them were blocking windows. I said, they're coming out. And I dug and dug, but then finally I realized, that, hey, I've got to get rid of some of these. And I called my good friend Nick. Y'all remember Nick and Lucretia? Nick's the one that rebuilt the playground over here. I called Nick and said, Nick, you need to take out some trees. He goes, oh, PK, I would love it. Man, this man, he got excited. He goes, I got a truck with a Hemi engine and I got chains and tools and I'm ready. And Donna, is that the truth? Nick came over, got in some jumpsuit, looked kind of ridiculous when he got there, but he was real buff. And he, we hooked those chains and boom, trees are out. He goes, you got any more? I mean, he would have gone through my neighborhood just pulling out trees for Jesus. But, they, they, but these, these root balls, and man, I wish he wouldn't be back. Nick, if you're listening to this message, come to Montgomery. Okay, here we go. I just thought I thought that I'm not shamed. Okay. So when the root in our lives is bitterness, it produces fruit. And that fruit is not the fruit of the Holy Spirit. It's not pleasing to the Lord. It gets expressed horizontally to one another. But I would submit this morning, with this many people gathered, there might be one or two or a dozen that might have some bitterness toward their Heavenly Father. And I would say to you this morning, he's big enough to take it. Talk to him about it. Release your bitterness in this service. Something happened tragically in your life. There's something you haven't gotten over, and you realize you're bitter because it, the outcome is not what you expected. So this morning, I think there's freedom. Let's just look here at the effects of bitterness. Number one, it will hinder your relationship with the Lord and your service to him. I just promise you, I found it in my own life. I found it in the lives of others. It just, it just hinders. It nullifies. It knocks out. It it zaps you it drains you you just you just don't want to do it you're just like 
I'll find something else to do. But I like point B. I don't like it, but it's true. Bitterness opens the door to the enemy. We have an enemy of our souls. And if I get bitter and you get bitter, I open up an area for him to come and to fill and to occupy. That's why the scripture says be filled with the spirit continuously. It's an ongoing, active, present opportunity for us. So as I look at this, I think about if, if there's an offense that's been done to us or we sense there's an offense, if we don't deal with it, we give Satan a place to come and to dwell. And I've learned this about the devil. He cares nothing about you and me. He just wants to destroy us. He wants to make us miserable. He wants to lie to us. He wants to tell us our feelings are all jacked up, or he jacks them up. And he loves to feel, feed the victim mentality. There's just so many things that happen in that. And what the end of the day, havoc just uh, flows through our life. But the bad thing is, it's not just us. Other people get to receive that because we're not at peace with our Savior. We're, we're like, God, there's something here. I, I've offended, Lord. Like, here it is. If you're bitter, I, I've learned this over the years, and I learned this truth years ago, and it's true. I don't like it, but it's true. If you're bitter in a situation, like, let me just try this with you this morning. If there's something you're bitter about, mention that person's name. Mention that organization. Mention something, and what, is your, what happens? You get kind of squirrely and naughty on the inside do you not on my rock today i'll show you this side jesus has got this jesus has just had me praying through a situation and today i'm going to take it and i'm going to drop the rock somebody said you going to throw it I, somebody said, I got an idea, Pastor. When we do this, let's throw rocks at the wall. Can't y'all just see all these rocks stuck in the wall? It would be a cool image, but don't, I, I don't suggest you do that. That's right, Gideon. We just want to drop our rock today, but we'll get there in a moment. Let Move with me. So here it is. It hinders our relationship. It opens our door to our enemy. And, and when we open the door, it's a poison that begins to fill us. And it explodes in our life. And it's just, it's ugly. And, and, and in the church of Jesus, there's really not room for bitterness. In this room, if we're bitter toward another, we just need to release it today. And the church said, I mean, we just need to let it go. And you said, but I'm bitter toward my mate. The scripture says, if you're bitter toward your wife or your husband, it hinders your prayer. So you want to get rid of it. God's grace is greater than my bitterness. My dance with bitterness is ridiculous to the Lord. I just need to go, Lord. I want to lay it down. I don't want to carry it another day. Lord, I know the other thing, look at this, bitterness, point C, it will even affect you physically. Doctors tell us, a lot of blood pressure medicine because of bitterness. It's, it jacks you up. It spikes your blood pressure. It's just not good for you. A lot of ulcers, they tell me, are a result of bitterness that's not been biblically dealt with, so it begins to work on the inside and it, it makes us sick. Heart disease, there's no doubt, heart disease is rampant because of many factors, one factor being bitterness. Is, is this a hard word, but is this a good word for the church? It's a good word for the church. You know, that's the thing about it. I, I love to proclaim the gospel of Jesus, and that's the greatest thing. But I love to proclaim the full counsel starting to end. I love to proclaim the truths of Scripture. And this is just one of those topics 
that we need to talk about because if we're not dealing with it, we will. And if we're so good, we think that we don't deal with it, somebody in our life's dealing with this. And if everybody in our family's got it together, which they don't, somebody else's family's got it. Turn to the family next to you and say, your family's dealing with bitterness. No, don't do that. They might be. They might be bitter towards you. I don't know. Look at point D. Bitterness will hurt and defile many others. So it doesn't just have that individual thing, that horizontal aspect. It does, it does hurt others because my spirit is not in sync with him. I, I'm not able to love people freely with the capacity of Christ that he's died for me to do that. I tend to bellyache or murmur or complain. That's on the way to bitterness. In the Old Testament, when they didn't get delivered or they wandered around, they murmured and they murmured. Poor Moses. Can you imagine what Moses went through? I'm thinking, what a man of God. But man, whiners. How many of you want to sign up like, I want to take one of those classes. I want to lead whiners in Jesus. Ugh. I mean, it, but, but we do need them to be led. We need them to, to move to a new place. Look at this uh, right in the middle. Bitter people tend to blame others for their trouble. I thought about that truth for my life. If I'm not willing to own my sin, my response, I'll cast it outside me and I'll blame you. I'll blame somebody else. And sometimes we'll blame the Father. We'll blame God. I've done that before. Sometimes we don't know who to blame, so then we blame God. We don't know who to blame. We go out and blame our, our, our pet. I mean, our pet didn't have anything to do with it. I mean, they could have. They could have eaten a table leg. I don't know. Have you ever had one of those Labrador retrievers that eat the house? You know, I've always been intrigued with labs. I think they're beautiful, but all my friends that have them, they go, the dog ain't real smart, eats the house. I go, that's a good reason for me not to have a lab. Houses are expensive, you know, but anyway. But we expect God so many times just to override this bitterness and where he's like, but I want to I heal you. I, are y'all glad this morning that Jesus is a healer? You know, this morning, I don't know what happened. I flew in last night really late from Lexington. We had a great Go International board meeting. Our church has supported them for, since we started the church. And I've developed this, I don't know what it is right now. I'm hurting in my right shoulder big time. It, it started last night, and right now it's hurting. I'm just, but you know what? I talk to the healer every day, I, and I do. And as I'm praying every day, I go, Lord Jesus, you are my healer. You're my helper. And Jesus, you're my living hope. And that gives me joy in my walk with Christ. And this morning, I've just been kind of ushering little prayers before I came up saying, Healer, I need a touch this morning. Did y'all ever pray for stuff like that? If you don't, you should. And pray them for one another. So here's this whole thing of bitterness. We, and it's, it's amazing sometimes. Sometimes we get bitter over dumb stuff. I mean, just right now, start writing down all the things you're bitter over that are dumb. No, no I'm not asking you to do it. Maybe, maybe this week, just go, I'm bitter. This makes sense. I've justified that in my mind, so that's why I'm bitter. But if I really look at it, this is not even a good thing to be bitter about, but it's just somehow come in. And so there's spiritual activity. The other thing bitterness does, it, 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 it stresses us. And so our hormones, and then we get in that fight or flight kind of, you know, scenario. But bitterness, it's just, it's, it's rampant. It's rampant in the church. It's rampant outside the church. I expect it outside the church. But inside the church, it's not that I don't expect us to have it. I just expect us not to hold on to the offense. And the church said, you know, as pastor of this church, I've met thousands of people. I've pastored a lot of people. It's been fun. And sometimes people get bitter about things, and sometimes they tell you, and you can make it right. Sometimes they get bitter, and 
Man, it's between them and God. They really need to deal with it. And sometimes they, they get healthy and they get whole, and sometimes they leave, and it just leaves an effect. So this bitterness thing, I mean, it's happening every, this morning. Every church, there's some bitterness somewhere. But I got to thinking, maybe bitterness is affecting our spiritual growth. Maybe there's some bitterness in our, in our church that I'm not aware of, you're not aware of, and we go to saying, Lord, help us get rid of that because we want our church to be vibrant and healthy. So Lord Jesus, rid the house of bitterness. Amen? Amen. See, I, I just like, God, if that's it, the Lord. So there's a thing that I've been a little bitter about. Well, I got kind of real bitter. But this morning, I had, a, I had an amazing time with the Lord early this morning, and I was praying about this thing that seems to be a subject that I deal with a lot. And man, I was praying blessings on this situation and lifting up. And, and somehow I sensed I was in a new place in my heart. Have you ever been there when you got to a new place in your spiritual journey and it was good? Have you ever been to a place where you knew you faked it? You knew you were just doing maintenance? Chap, has that ever happened to you? And this morning, I just knew there was something, that there was some new freedom. And I thought, Lord, I can stand. I can stand. And I, can, I was sitting, and I can proclaim, Lord, there's freedom. There's freedom from bitterness. There, there can be. I don't want to be in that trap, Lord. But I want you to flip over to Deuteronomy 29, 18. We're looking at this little passage there in the, in the Hebrew writer. I'm not even sure he wrote Hebrews. But then if you turn over to the Old Testament, Deuteronomy 29, 18, it's an interesting passage. It says, Beware, lest there be among you a man or a woman or a clan or tribe whose heart is turning away today from the Lord our God, to go and to serve the gods of those nations. Beware, at least there be among you a root bearing poisonous and bitter fruit. I'd never seen that until I started studying about bitterness this week, and I thought, man, they were dealing with it with the false gods and pagans and all these different things, and this root was poison to them, and it had somehow grown up, and it had festered. And I thought, wow, God, you, you've been talking to people about bitterness. And then, of course, then I had to think about uh, Ruth and Naomi and uh, her, what, what was her sister-in-law's name? Orpah. Somebody, who was that? You know, your Bible. That's awesome. Orpah. I mean, do you notice that nobody ever names their daughter Orpah? One day somebody named their daughter Oprah, but they don't name their daughter Orpah. I thought that was funny. Okay, anyway. But, but, but these, and, and, and her name, basically, when you look at it, it means bitter. She, she had grown bitter because of, uh, man, her husband died, and her, her, she has two daughters, and, and both their... Uh, both their husbands die, so she's got, she's got two daughters to look out for, and then she tells them, hey, y'all are free, but we love you. And one daughter, she goes, bye, <laughs> gone. And the other daughter does what? I will go where you go. Your God will be my God. That was one of the passages that Don and I had read at our wedding ceremony a lot of years ago. And we'll go and we'll do this thing together. But, but I love this. But, but she turns this bitterness and ends up being victorious. But I just thought, letting the bitterness go letting the hurt go that i might somehow be free you know i hope you'll that that will somehow wash over me and you today that lord jesus you want freedom in our souls you want freedom in our hearts not to be hindered and and not to build up resentment first peter 3 7 write down this passage husbands in the same way be considerate as you live with your wives treat them with respect so that nothing will hinder your prayers see i i got a feeling there uh, I know if bitterness crawls in, if bitterness comes in, my prayers get null and void. And God's like, okay, let's keep short accounts with one another. Let's don't let a root of bitterness take place. This, this, this passage today is so powerful from Hebrews. Un, unforgiveness comes out of bitterness. 
And when we live in an unforgiving spirit, we are bound. There is no victory. There is no joy. There is no freedom that Christ has come for. And, and so, so what does he want to show? He, he wants us to avoid this bitterness. But look here in the middle of the page, or toward the end. Three ways to identify a bitter root. And I got to thinking, I think I got six, but I only put three at the time. Here they are. Number one, ready? Because as we get bitter, as we're moving there, bitterness is like a malignant tumor. It's deadly, and it grows. And it grows in our soul, and Christ wants us to have none of that. He wants us to be in a new place. And the other thing I know is that, that uh, uh, the, these demons, they thrive on bitterness. The, the evil one, he, he likes that. But let's move away from it. So let's identify these areas this morning, roots of bitterness that maybe are springing up, the germination of bitterness, the, the devastation that might happen in bitterness in our life is uh, maybe devastated us spiritually. Maybe we were on this really strong track growing with Christ and somehow we got uh, hijacked <laughs> here's the good news I, I love grace grace always calls me back to christ this morning at the table christ is calling us to his table he's calling to, us to journey with him afresh this morning in our walk of faith because hatefulness bitterness and holiness cannot dwell in the same heart remember that first part of hebrews that most people don't like to read it says, without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And one of my prayers for you and me all the time is, Lord, make us a holy congregation. Make us a holy people. And then I'll come down to me, God, I want to be holy. Because that pleases you. And God, I fall so short of being holy. But you are holy. You are perfect. You're my model. I want to follow you. So fill me today, Holy Spirit. Fill, fill my friends. Lord, help us to, uh, God, reveal to us bitterness i'm gonna to get to this point I, I just there's some things i wanted to say just ask god today god revealed to me if there if there's bitterness just reveal it and and i believe the father will reveal because he he just wants us to be free he wants us to be all we can be in him and he also gets honor out of this and glory and and the body benefits man when we're not bound up by bitterness man it's 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 it's, it's a good day and the grace of god begins to cover us what i like about grace we, we used to sing a song around here, and I think about the truth all the time. Grace greater than all my sin, and the church said, I am grateful for grace today. If it wasn't for grace, I sure wouldn't come up here. I sure wouldn't have been a part of starting a church 22 years ago. But man, grace is amazing. I was in a board meeting yesterday. And we, had a, we had this man, he's a very successful older guy, he sold his insurance agency in Lexington. It was the biggest independent in Lexington. And I was just watching him and listening to him. And he gave a devotion yesterday morning. And, he, and you know, I'm sitting there, I don't know what's, what he's going to say. And then he said this. It was so cool. He goes, I was 22 years old. I was so lost. I was so running my own life, running my own life. And the grace of God got a hold of me. And he changed me and he gave me new desires. And I watched this guy today and I'm thinking, oh, my goodness. And now he's probably about 70 and he's just walking strong with the Savior. And I just told the chaplain a minute ago, he said, he said something that I've never heard anybody in the country ever do this. He's a layman. And he says, Keith, God led me 15 years ago to do this. And then four years ago, he led me in my city when I sold my business and retired. He said, I lead, not our pastor, a layman. He goes, five days a week and five different business districts 
in Lexington, I lead a Bible study in five different offices all across our city from judges and financial and legal and all this thing. And I'm just sitting there looking at the grace of God going, man, that is beautiful. You know why I tell you all that today? There might be somebody in this room that God's calling you to start maybe a Bible study at your office or in your community just to look at the Scriptures and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you. Let me, let me keep moving. So these ways to identify. Number one, am I replaying the old tapes? I don't know about you. And you see, I'm going to have to change those words in a few years, probably now, because like, everybody's like, what's the tape? Hey, play the CD. What's a CD? I mean, you know, it's just funny how everything. What if I said, hey, replay the eight track? All the older ones went, hey, that's awesome! Eight track. I mean, I can remember when I thought eight tracks were the coolest thing out there. They had four programs. They were pitiful. Anyway, but we didn't know any better. All right, so am I replaying the old tapes? Here's what I'm saying. Do you spend time rehearsing that same language or that same offense, and you play it over and over and if you're not careful, you'll even play it for other people. I mean, but you just, you have these tapes. So I thought about identifying a, a bit of root. I've got a tape. But look at the second one. Is my mouth out of control? I found if I'm bitter, I will speak about it. See, that's the, that's the curse and the blessing of being a preacher. This sense is a curse. I am verbose of mouth. Do not say amen. And, and I have no problem talking. And also it means it gets me in sin sometimes. So I can speak. But, but I even found people don't even talk a lot. They can talk about their bitterness. They can get their mouth out of control. Romans 3.14. The mouth is full of curses and bitterness. And what I've learned about when we run our mouths is we want to recruit other people to join us in the effort to be bitter with us. Is that not true? Misery loves company. Like right now, if I said, hey, this next semester, summer semester, we're starting small groups and we're going to slam people together. Sign me up, man. Where's that one at? I can participate in that one. I know, no, no, man, that is not godly. That has nothing to do with Jesus. That's your flesh, man, messed up. So sins I commit with my mouth. Look at the third one, identifying a better root. Am I sick? You know, some people have just grown sick and died early, prematurely, because they were so bitter. Uh, you know, scientists have concluded that if unchecked, it interferes with our, uh, our, our systems, with our immune systems. It affects our hormones. I mean, hormone therapy, no, 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 no. I think a lot of that, I mean, you know, I'm not a doctor, so there's a whole bunch of reasons for that. But I will assure you, as this as a pastor, a lot of it is spiritual. Would you agree, church? See, a lot of times people are like, what's the problem? Well, that's just kind of the symptom, but really, there's a root in there, and you could trace it back, and man, it's spiritual in nature. So God, help me to release. Um, in Acts 8.23, write it down. The scripture says, the gall of bitterness. That's what Paul talks about. Paul did not have uh, the ability to have the access to the data and scans and all the things, but he, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he knew that bitterness would suck the life out of people and they would be less than but i'll just give you a quick other ones when i thought about identifying a bitter root number four unforgiveness always rises up if you're bitter you have an unforgiving spirit you're not willing to release to forgive a person a situation whatever the fifth one do i retaliate retaliation might come in uh, you know you're saying golly man that's kind of militant that's kind of progressive that's kind of active well, maybe not in that sense, but we find ways to get back. Hey, don't raise your hands, just in your spirit. Have you ever retaliated against somebody because they offended you? 
Okay, you don't have to shake your head. Okay, just think about it. Uh, or, or here's one. Happens all the time. I won't say anything. I'll ignore you. I'll give you the silent treatment. Mm. And it's a form of retaliation. And the sixth one, I read this one, it says, is my clan bitter? <laughs> or are my people bitter? Am, am I bitter in this situation? So this whole thing is we, we, we get marked by bitterness and God wants us to, to pull it out. He, want, he wants us to find freedom in him. And uh, so, so look at this last section because we're going to be moving toward the communion table this morning, the table of grace. How to get rid of bitterness. Number one, confess. Confess you got it. Lord God, I'm bitter. God, I'm sinful. God, I've sinned in this way. God, help, help me confess it to you, God. Help me, help me to get it right. In Proverbs, the 28th chapter, the 13th verse, listen to God's word. Whoever conceals their sin does not prosper. But the one who confesses their sin and renounces them finds mercy. Oh, man, that's where I want our church to be, just under the mercy of Jesus. Finding mercy in his great grace and his great blood and his great forgiveness and our love and forgiveness of one another. And God, I, I know you want to do that. So, Lord, I want to look in the hidden place. But look at point B. We confess it, now we, we dig it up. You see, I, I've told you so many times, I, I, I like working in the yard sometimes. Sometimes it gets a little ridiculous when it's like 110 degrees in the shade. But a lot of times it's good, and people don't talk back to you. You get dirty, and you get out there, and there's a sense of uh, achievement when you get through. You're like, wow, man, that looks really good. You know, where some things you do, you're like, you don't know if it was good or not. But in Ephesians 4.31, listen to this. We, I just walked through Ephesians. We did a 12-week expositional study in Ephesians. But i got to go back to the Apostle Paul in the fourth chapter, the 31st verse. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. In other words, just weed it out. I, I want you to look right here. I'm going to show you something. You know what that is right there? It's that gnarly parking lot over there. You know the one we're trying to sell? And I have been over there many times. Don, I'll tell you, sometimes I've come out here at 6 o'clock in the morning when nobody's here, and I've gotten glad bags, and I have pulled weeds. And I pull weeds to Jesus came. I, I've not been out there this year doing it. I just hadn't. But the other day I thought, I need a weed. And I work really hard in my yard, so I don't, have a, I don't really have weeds. And if I do, I try to get them. So I thought, and I thought, I know where there's some nasty weeds. And I thought of your house, and I came by. No, no, I didn't. I said, there's some in the parking lot. So the other day, I didn't have time. I look like a nut. I'm running across the uh, parking lot, and I go out there, and, and I find just this gnarly, nasty, ugly weed, and I pull it up. See, I know what you do. You just clip it across the top with a weed in. And it grows back and grows back. So, so there's that weed, and it didn't look, there it is. I, I pull, super bad. I mean, this was not even a bit. I mean, over there, it's really easy to pull them for the most part. So... This, this morning we have bags, and we're going to invite everybody to go over there and pull. After you pull 35 weeds apiece, then Dave Garth will check you off and, and Tim Womble, and you can go home. <laughs> that would have really been a pretty cool illustration. A lot better illustration I'm going to give you. Okay, here we go. So weeds, ripping out the bitterness, ripping out the weed, of the, the, the root of the situation. Because if I don't rip it out by the root, it, it makes progression in my life. And it's not positive. It's not spiritual progression. I mean, it's demonic. It's, it's evil. You know, in Proverbs 14, 10, it says, Each heart knows its own bitterness, and no one else can share its joy. When we get bitter, it just begins to sap. And 
to take away and to eradicate the joy of the Lord. You know, when we sing every Sunday morning and worship, pretty awesome. This morning, I thought we had some great songs, don't you, church? And we sang some great truths. And that song that uh, uh, Caitlin did. Caitlin, we've never done that song, have we? Okay, well, thank you. Because I've been the pastor here for 22 years. I'm thinking, if we sang that song, I've been sleeping. I heard that song today. Did, did, was there any truth in that song that we sang this morning? I mean, it was great, man. I was like, God, get in me, Lord. So the scripture just says, hey, put off sin, put off your negative patterns, put off your bitterness, and put on Christ. Ephesians 4, 22 and 24, but let me keep moving with you. So confess, dig it up, point C, completely let it go. That's what we get to do today. We get to let go of our sin. We get to forgive if somebody's offended us. We just, we forgive them in the power of Christ. And point D, we just replace this bitterness with good. We replace it with excellent, noble, praiseworthy thoughts. We replace it with the goodness and the mercy and the grace of our Savior. And we go, God, you're more than enough. I, I've, I've noticed this bitterness has, has messed me up. But Lord, what I want to do is, I, I've noticed that, if you'll come on this, Melanie, that bitterness, bitter, uh, bitter people tend to vent hostility on others. So God, help us as a church to just check our, our hearts and ask you to reveal to us and help us to cast it off, help us to confess it, help us to be free. So this morning, we're going we're gonna to go to the Lord's table and have communion. And man, I am, I am so excited about that today, that we're going to come to the table on both sides, this section of that table and this section there. If those people at Cheryl have been invited, if y'all would begin to find your positions. But this morning, before we go to the table, we're going to do an exercise. And this is rocks. I, I love rocks. And we're going to ask you in a minute, we're going to pass these out. And then they're going to pass out a Sharpie to you. And some of you could write really, really little and write all these things you're bitter about. But I would encourage you, there's probably, maybe, possibly an area that is a little more overwhelming. And this morning, maybe you would write that with a Sharpie. And then, not for people to see, between you and the Father. And then to take that rock. And then this morning, when we go to the table, there's going to be baskets before you get to the communion elements. And we're going to ask you to drop your rock. Drop your rock. Drop your bitterness in Jesus' name. Amen? And then, and then, and only then, receive the grace and the mercy and the forgiveness in the elements of the table of Christ. Oh, God, you're awesome. God, I love you. Hey, uh, people, uh, you know who you are. Would y'all come? There's somebody's coming in for this section. Somebody's coming for this section over here. Amen. And today you get to pass out rocks to your friends. Isn't that awesome? Here we go. So they're getting in position. And as we bring it to a conclusion, we acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord and Savior. And He forgives us. And we, this table is for believers. And we'll come and we'll dip the bread in the cup. We'll cup it with our hand. And we'll receive this element to the Lord and say, Christ in me. Christ, cleanse me afresh today. Lord, cleanse me from the bitterness that I just dropped in the basket. Cover it by the blood of Christ. Jesus, you satisfy me. You're, you're more than enough. So here's the thing today. Y'all go ahead and start passing those rocks out if you hadn't. 
and you're passing out the rocks and, and then they're going to get the they're going to pass a pen down the aisle and write your thing on there we'll just pause for a minute i'm going to go ahead and ask y'all to start singing this song and then after we do that or as you feel led why don't you go to the communion table and why don't you put your rock in the basket lord god move on this place holy spirit set us on fire set us free today Cleanse us by the precious blood of Christ. Release us from bitterness. And let us go on with you in a fresh journey of faith. In Jesus' name, amen.